It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Listen, put me in the parking lot, you know, um, with bears and I'll go out there and play. It don't matter. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Merry, Merry Christmas to all of you guys listening. And thank you for listening to Locked On Auburn throughout this past, uh, or the past few weeks. It's been, uh, it's been crazy. It's been crazy. So earlier this week, we lost uh, a great man, a very, uh, very exciting man, a very good man for the, the school, uh, Auburn, as well as the game of football, as Kevin Green passed away. A few people reached out and said, hey, you know, wish you would have talked about that more, and, and I agree. And um, I was trying to find some audio of a specific conversation. Back in the day, um, I produced Coach Dye's show for about three years or so, and he was on his show twice, and I had a hard time finding that audio because I knew the first time he came on, he came on like a week after he was inducted into the NFL Hall of Fame. I was like, wow, what a great get. And he and Coach had a, had a really cool conversation. I've got two segments that are cut up. It's about 11 minutes total, and so we'll, uh, we'll jump into that in just a moment. Uh, today's show... Uh, brought to you by our friends at Fetch Me Home Delivery. You can use promo code ZAC20, ZAC20, for your first delivery free. Or you can use uh, 10 off, 10OFF, uh, for deliveries. Uh, $10 off your order to Waffle House, Full Moon Barbecue, and Fratelli's. Those were their three restaurants this week. And uh, guys, if you would, I mean, Fetch Me is a huge reason why this show is possible and why we're able to do this every single day. Um, they, uh, they have been awesome this year. So please reach out to them. Even if you're from out of the area, say, Hey, I'll use you next time I come in town. I just, uh, I live in an area where you guys don't reach, but really thank you so much um, for everything you've done for the locked on podcast network guys. That would mean a ton to me. And I think, I think the guys that fetch me would really appreciate it as well. Um, yeah, so I'm just going to play the first one. And then, uh, the first one's like three minutes. The second one's like eight minutes. So we'll uh, we'll jump into that. Two um, two great men that did a lot for Auburn, Coach Pat Dye and uh, Kevin Green's from the Pat Dye Show from like 2016. Kevin, yes, sir. you had any call from Hollywood? <laughs> I, I tell you what, you were off the charts with your uh, induction speech. Now I'm telling you, it was it was awesome. And uh, okay. you know, I've I've had so many people talk about it and. And uh, I, I said, Kevin's rece- uh, induction speech was just like he played. It was passion and uh, energy and excitement, and I mean, it was it was awesome. I, it was great. And you know, uh, Kevin, uh, Recognizing your family and all of the things that, that I mean, you could you did not miss a turn with anything in there that should have been said or could have been said and and uh, uh, about your career and at uh, yeah, I, I can't I can't tell you how proud I was of you and and uh, just you know and. We're not talking about football. I'm talking about you being able to stand up there and and uh, deliver a message like you delivered, 
and the way you ended it. Yeah, this country, this country needed that more than anything else, you know. And uh, I just, I, I'm, I'm glad you came up. With, I know you came up with the idea, and of course, you come from a military family anyway. And uh, but, like I said, it was just uh, you did. You was, it was wonderful, <laughs> and uh, I would, you know, I would. Of course, I enjoyed Brett Favre's, uh reception speech and uh because he he went on and on and on and you know i don't i don't know whether i told you or not of whatever but brett spent the weekend with me when he came up and rode in bow bikes bemmer and uh we got to spend a lot of time together and and uh he's a he's a good guy i know you know that if you've been around him enough and and uh we played against him enough you know he will compete yes sir um, let me say that, oh, first of all, on that speech, Coach Dye, I think I wrote it and rewrote it like seven times, and it was important for me to get it right. Get it right. And he got one shot at this thing. I really wanted to bring the spotlight on different people, uh, family members, uh, coaches, uh, you, know, you included, yeah. and all of us. And the military and law enforcement personnel, I wanted to bring the spotlight on these different people and coaches and so forth that have had an impact in my life that are clearly, uh, in my mind, responsible for me putting on a gold jacket. And, uh, and of course, you know my military upbringing with my dad being a Vietnam veteran, my brother being a Gulf War veteran, and, and I was a reservee for, you know, 16 years or so. And so, you know, that that is uh, built, you know, into every, you know, muscle and fiber and bone in, in my body. Uh, so I had to love on the military yeah. and let them know that, you know, I appreciate them. And the fact is my family and I, <laughs> we we rest easy at night, basically yeah. underneath the canopy of freedom that, that they deploy. Yeah. And, I, and I love the military. Kevin, you know, you went in with a, you know, with a great class, and uh, you know, I thought, I thought everybody, you know, those things, uh, they they kind of get stereotyped, but that that whole every every one of them up there had, mm-hmm. delivered delivered their reception speech different. You know, mm-hmm. Marvin Harrison's was different, Tony Dungy's was different, even the uh, the his. And and every one of them were good. Brett, yes, you know, Brett's was different. But yes, uh, sir. And the thing that the thing that uh, kind of struck home with me, you know, too, was when Orlando Pace uh, talked about setting his goal to get back to there when he's 13 years old, when he went to to Canton to play in a, some kind of junior league football game or something. I don't know what it was, but. Uh, and you know, the thing that all of you had in common is the passion and love for the game that you had. I mean, that was to me very evident in every one of the players. Uh, and you know, and of course, I knew Kenny Stabler pretty darn good. Uh, I had to, I had to babysit him two or three times, Coach Bryant. You know, when I was coaching at Alabama, Kenny was playing there, and 
any time the job came up nobody wanted to do, he'd he'd ask me to do it. Right. <laughs> and part of it was watching out to Kenny and trying to keep him alive and keep him out of jail and <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I know what we had we we had to, he won the most valuable back in the SEC. I might have been the most valuable player. I don't know about the uh, Atlanta Touchdown Club and. Coach Brown walked to my office one day and said, Coach, I want you to take – he said, Pat, I want you to take Kenny over to Atlanta Saturday to get this award from the Atlanta Touchdown Club. So I called Kenny and told him I'd pick him up at 8 o'clock. And of course, I had to go in and wake him up. He hadn't been in – I bet he hadn't been in an hour. <laughs> and he he got he got up and I got him to the car. And I – we didn't get out of city limits of Tuscaloosa before he was asleep. <laughs> and slept all, he slept all the way to Douglasville, Georgia, and, and, and woke, woke up. And, uh, but uh, I got him. I got him to the banquet, and he got the award and got him home safe. And so I did what I was supposed to do. But, 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 but he. Coach, I want to share. Go ahead. He was one of those quarterbacks that the game was on the line. Uh, I mean, he just—he's uh, a great, great competitor, and and he—he oh, yeah. he certainly deserved to be there. Yes, sir. I, I, I know you, you. I know you got a story now. You tell me one. First of all, I want to say I'm, I'm a big snake fan. I mean, um, you know, I was living in Germany, um, Mannheim, Germany, when the snake was doing his thing, and, and everybody, you know, wanted to be like the snake. Uh, so I'm a big snake fan, but I, I'm going to tell you a real quick story. I hope it's quick and that you may not know. When I when I walked on there, Coach, uh, you know, I, I did not have any kind of big grandioso plans that that I was going to come in and I was going to you know shock Auburn's football team, shock the nation, and all this other stuff. Coach, I really wanted to, I wanted to walk on. I knew I didn't want to get cut. I didn't want you to send me home. And I knew that I wanted to feel the honor and the pride of wearing an Auburn Tiger uniform on the sideline. I I, I thought I would have achieved every dream if I could have just made the team, you not cut me. And I could just put the uniform on and just enjoy being an Auburn Tiger and part of that team. Even though I, I wasn't on the field, it was okay. I, I was an Auburn Tiger. But what, what happened was y'all started lining me up against, you know, Arrington and Ed West and Jeff Parks and all these guys. And, and so they started coming off and punching me in the mouth, right? And, and I'm like, whoa, hold. Oh, hold now. That will punch no, back. No, no, no. And then I kind of started to figure out that physical aspect of the game that, you know what, if I punch back in the strength that I've got and everything, it's a little bit different story that I'm attacking as opposed to receiving that stuff in my face. I'm going to start hitting them back in the face. And, and that's really what started it rolling, and that was those – you know, those days in spring practice with the three-on-three and go, and middle drill and goal line drill and, and three-man circle coach, they're an individual. You know, all that hard physical stuff that we did down there. 
would just just set me on the path to success. Well, let me let me tell you this, Kevin. There's not, there's no, there's never been, and I'll say there's never been one, because the players have gotten better and better and better as as time has gone on. Because a lot of it's because of working out year round and and all of the advantages you got today from diet to whatever, but there's never been a football player at Auburn with a combination of size. And and you weren't you weren't you were big enough, okay? Let's mm-hmm. say that you weren't you weren't you didn't win you didn't win and 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 get to where you are because of size, you got right. to where you are because of strength, and speed, and your heart. That's what put you where you are. It wasn't it wasn't. Uh, but there's never been one. I, I don't care whether it's it's Bo Jackson or Cam Newton or whoever, but there's never been a player at Auburn that that had the combination. Now, Bo would have been faster. Cam would have been faster. But they wouldn't have been – they weren't as strong because you played a different position. I realize that, but it's still even, – even that being said, there's never been a, an offensive lineman or a defensive lineman, period, that had this, that had this – the tools that you had and they were self-made they had to be self-made because from what i understand when you walked on at auburn the first time you weighed 105 uh, 185 or 90 pounds i don't know how big you were well that kind of gets skewed uh, it kind of gets skewed a little bit uh, because i just had come out of basic training and ait uh at fort mcclellan alabama and and i was weighing about 200 202 pounds when I walked on and uh, and then it didn't take long before I just kind of got bummed out I was on the sideline so much and I just ended up walking off but when I walked back on I was about 222 225 and then through the course of playing a couple of years for you guys and eating at Sewell Hall and everything and working out and then I got up playing weight and I was like I think it, my last year there I was like 232 yeah. Was the most I weighed, and then of course I creeped up a little bit in the in the NFL. Uh, but you're right. I mean, I definitely wasn't one of the biggest guys, but I like to think that I had you know the biggest heart uh, because I I didn't like getting punched in the mouth. Now I thought that was a cool conversation, uh, especially with with the um, the news, the terrible news that happened, you know, passing away at the age of 58. So I listened back to that. I got a little emotional. I got a little teary-eyed, so I wanted to uh, to put that out there once again. Two uh, two outstanding men did a great th- uh, great things for Auburn, great things for the game of football, and um, it was cool to get to, to talk to to Kevin Green twice. And it's always good to bring up Coach Die again. So, 2020 has been um, it's been rough for a lot of folks, and uh, for the families of both of those those guys, that's um, I'm sure it's a tough time of year. So, thank you guys for tuning in. And, of course, we will be back on Monday to talk about more things related to Auburn's newest head coach, Brian Harson, all that and more. Merry Christmas. This is Locked On Auburn. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.